heaven high. I caught you off guard there, didn't I? You caught me off my guard, and um, I just have to tell you that podcast at rumdoings.com. Good gracious, you're, I've never heard you so shocked. At rumdoings. Facebook forward slash rumdoings dot forward slash Facebook. I don't know how Facebook works. Episode 178, or is it 187? <laughs> it's 187. It's yeah. much of a muchness at this yeah. point. It's all one meandering, mealy-mouthed miasma. Episode infinity. <laughs> Episode there. Yeah. Episode sludge. Yeah, well, this Facebook is an odd thing, isn't it? I wonder when the kids will stop using it. I think they have. When the next school... That, yeah, there's only like two billion of them currently using it. I think old people tend to use it. More I think it now. is. My, I think the kids of today are on the WhatsApps and the and the the grinders. They're all on grinder. That's where all the kids are. They're on grinder. All the kids are on grinder. I mean, Toby's certainly using grinder a lot. He's promoting his activities on He's it. He's promoting his bottom. He is. Yes. Although I don't suppose that even the most paedophilic fetishists want to go anywhere near Toby's bottom. Oh, well, Toby only poos once every three days. <laughs> Good. Now. The topic today is, considering the immigrants, isn't it about time we electrified the Mediterranean Sea? (laughs) I came up with a really good topic for him. We didn't record the other day because we had a big fight. Yeah. What was the topic? I've forgotten. It was really good, though. You would have... Oh, you would have laughed. Now, remember I mentioned that my younger brother had a baby boy. Gideus. Yes. Well, he's given the baby boy a name now. Oh, he has? Mm. Is it Nicholas Jr.? Would you like to know what the name is? No. Okay. Go I, on then. I think you would like to know the name. Bear in mind that this is not a, a joke. It's not a wry little... <laughs> so Gideon listens to this, doesn't he? A, a, moo, a moose-bouche. This so is... you're, you're mocking your nephew's name on a podcast that your, your brother will listen to? Well, it's an unusual set of names. Are we ready? Is it? I hope they're really dewy. Well, not quite, but let's oh. begin. Moss, Joanne, Kagan, Mailer. Hang on, so Joanne is his second name, but sounds, I sounds okay. Sounds like uh, an American black name to me. If you do a search in Google I for Joanne, horrible noise. When no, I but don't. Google. But if oh, you, you do it, my new telephone. If you do a search in it's it's J E W A Y N E, and then do Google. Oh, wait, wait, search. J. E W A Y N E. It's like J and then the name Wayne. J E W. It literally starts Jew. J Wayne. Well, you can do the J apostrophe as well, but I think J E W A Y N E. Then do a search <laughs> and press Google image search. You will only find black convicts. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, and some black businessmen. Mainly convicts. But there are a lot of people wearing orange tops in these pictures. Joanne, so it's... <laughs> it's got Jew right in the name. That's amazing. But the first name is Moss. Because Moss, he... I like that. Is that M-O-S-S? Yeah, because he said he prefers Moss to Grass. <laughs> I've never heard the name as a name. I like it. It's good. It's good. but uh, but uh, I don't like quirky names, but I quite like Moss. Moss, uh, there's nothing... I mean, it, it, it took a while to... Um, to get used to, but oh yeah, it took a while. Nick, Nick, wait, mm-hmm. s- sit down. Mm-hmm. It took a while to grow on you. I was going to sigh, but that I can now. I can I can reuse that. Can't it's I? actually a really good joke. I'll reuse it, shall I? Go for it. 
I've been attacked left, right and centre on uh, the Twitters this week because do you know what the Green Party's uh, only decent policy was? I'll tell you what, though, before you move on to that, Mm -hmm. you'll never get to get Mick Jagger to babysit him. Why not? Because the Rolling Stone Nick gathers no moss. That wasn't so good. That wasn't so good. (laughs) It wasn't nearly as good. No, that wasn't so good. I don't think you needed to do that. The only decent Green Party policy was that they were going to... Um, Scrap Trident. Bring copyright down to 14 years. Oh, yes, I, was, I read that and, and I thought, yeah. I thought... I assumed it was the opposite because obviously the Greens are such yeah. mendacious twit yes. heads. All the I le- assumed when I read it, it would be like, we copyright should last yeah. for more than infinity. But it was how, the opposite. Was all the impressed. people who've been going on about how much they love Mother Guy and the Green Party, all the leftist lovies and the actors and the poets online, how do you think they responded to that aspect of the Green Party <laughs> proposal? I imagine they were like, yes, of course, because shared culture, we've, we appreciated the culture that we've experienced in our before these copyrights came in, so therefore we should fight to force allow the future generations to have the same. No, they suddenly turned into what? they suddenly turned into uh, people who Michael Farage would be upset about, and I did say Michael Farage. <laughs> I know you did. Yes. Just not sure why. Michael Farage would have been upset. That's Nigel Farage's more evil brother. Even he would have been upset by it. <laughs> and, Does he have a goatee beard? Yes, uh, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and a pitchfork and smells of sulphur. Uh-huh. And, and yeah. he would have been embarrassed by some of the results. And I've been, um, there was uh, some Doctor Who writer, stroke producer, with whom I got engaged, who was shouting at me about it on the thing and saying how, and all the usual things, would you come into my house and just steal food from me? <laughs> Yes, but that's not relevant to this argument. That's what I would reply. And then, and then Muriel Gray said, "Don't worry." Oh, bloody Muriel, Muriel Gray, Gray said, "Who, who otherwise just tweets left leftist banalities?" And yes. why can't we all just get along in Iraq? Blah blah blah. That's her usual thing. Again, she says, "All my she said, all my uh, acting and poet and artist friends are getting really upset about this policy. Don't worry, the Greens will drop it. It's it, they, they won't. They thank heavens they won't be able to come into power with it. Um, I know all my friends are getting really worried about it. Um, only fourteen years to make use of an idea in a monopoly." Um, <laughs> So I, I, I tried to point her in the right direction and I pointed her to my paper, which she claimed to read. And she says, yes, it's interesting, but artists have got to eat. <laughs> They've got to eat 14 years in the future. It's, it's just like um, if your job is to lay a road, yes. you know how you have to pay the guy yeah. who put the tarmac down on the road every time you drive on it? Yes. He's got to eat, Nick. So he has to be paid in 30 years time for having done that bit of work that one day. He has to eat. Uh, he has to be he... continuously paid for the same bit of work for the rest of his life for some reason. And well, he has that's to be... just what road road laying men and women get. That's just the way it is. It's just always been the way. It's well, he also confusingly, apparently he also has to eat 70 years after he died. <laughs> he has to continue to eat. <laughs> It's. It, I, I know, look, we've been talking about this for 10, 15 years, and I still cannot get over how brainwashed people are about this Oh, it's issue. frightening, isn't it? Well, I remember being brainwashed and then having the, the wool pulled away from my eyes. And I remember the moment you convinced Graham Payne on the top of a double-decker bus. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Which, he shouted at you, no one would create music and perform music if they weren't being paid as you went past a busker. Yes. <laughs> and it is... It, 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 the hostility that it brings out mm. is also extraordinary. You, you, 
there is no topic among so-called creatives, and I hate that term. Says, "Ooh, mm. you mustn't discourage creatives." How dare I'm you? I'm a creative by that definition. Well, of course you're a creative. Everybody's yeah. a creative. Well, unless... no, no, no. I mean, literally, it's my profession is to be is to create words. So I I get to use that ghastly term. Jamba, what happened? What 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 happened to you? Think about Toby's little starving more. If mm. you are only allowed to hold copyright to your rock paper shotgun articles for fourteen years after know, you publish you them on the site, if uh, my review of um, of of Deus Ex three yes uh, were to get into the public hands in fourteen years' time, yes, can you I'd just? I'd be but we'd, well, we'd all be living in a ditch. <laughs> you would. Because I can you d- imagine nearly twenty 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 nine? You'd suddenly just collapse. <laughs> I would just be dead of starvation because <laughs> yes. I need to eat, Nick. I need to eat, and I created something. I rock paper shotgun started eight years ago. Yes, I I reckon eight years worth. I should just every time someone uh, wants to read that, they should have to pay me again. They I should. guess in some way they load an advert, they read page view, it counts. Yeah, so mm. I guess I get we've created a model by which that works. That's good, mm. but that's... Um, voluntarily. What I always find amusing is how people turn what is a rather kludgy uh, contractual agreement and government provide a monopoly into something that's God-ordained. <laughs> yes. And that's what's amazing, the, the sort of deification of thinking. And I wonder, how many other topics do we do this on that we just don't realise we're doing it on? That's what worries me. Because if I can detect this in others with regard to this topic, how many other topics am I similarly infected? And I'm, I'm, that perturbs me a little. I had a, a, a revelatory thought today. Go on. When you go to a swimming pool, Nick. Yes. They make you put on a coloured band and then force you to go to the showers. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Nick. Why did you swim with your baby? He doesn't care. He he cares. He didn't. Toby's interesting. He 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 loves swimming. Podcast at rumdoings.com. Yeah. Say that again, sorry? Podcast at rumdoings.com. Oh, I see. Sorry. Mm. Um, and, but he's, he's decided it's serious business. Mm-hmm. So he, he no longer plays in the swimming pool. He just focuses very hard on splashing and kicking. Like it's, a, it's an important piece of work he needs to complete. Exactly. It's like, it's, and it's like, uh, excuse me, mummy and daddy. That's enough. I've got to keep splashing now. Yes. So when he's in the bath and he, oh my goodness, he, he soaks the bathroom once a night. Mm-hmm. Um, which is spectacular to watch as he just splashes two inches of water across the entire house right. and finds it hilarious. But in the swimming pool, it's no, it's, this is work. Mm. But he wants to be there. I mean, he makes it very clear when he doesn't want to be somewhere. Yes. Like, for instance, he didn't want to be on planet Earth last night for four hours. <sighs> Hardest job in the world. Most t- tedious job in the world. I will give something for Moss Jawane. Yes. And, and that is, a, uh, he's sleeping through much of the night he sleeps through much of the day breastfeeding was no problem at all he he didn't lose any weight from the day he was born he just put on weight his poos went yellow immediately that's a very good boy so compared with uh jessica and judy and to an extent toby he's being much more of a dandelion than an orchid you're always and you've always claimed that boys are worse well they are worse just science now I think that's just... I think he's just being a bit dull and thick. He's not being willful. <laughs> no, no imagination. No imagination, yes. Oh, I think I'll just sleep all day. Yeah. Oh, last night was was about as bad as it's ever been. Just he screamed, like, from the bottom of his soul every mm. time he was put horizontal. Why? 
it, because it implied that he would need to go to sleep now. You should have just cuddled him. I spent hours cuddling him. I spent. We. I decided. Okay, if you want to be awake at night time, you need to understand that being awake at night time means having nothing to do in the dark. And so he had nothing to do in the dark for a bit, and he petulantly put up with that for an extremely long time before he started screaming about that too. Uh, nothing would settle him. So I could, if, if, but he just would not sleep at all. So I was very tired. Poor John. But I assume what he's really telling you is that you're not good enough, and where the hell is Laura? That, well, no, 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 not, not at all. He wouldn't, he was being a night, because uh, Laura was looking after him for the first few hours because uh, I had some friends around. And he didn't settle with her either? And he wouldn't settle with her either. He was being abysmal. Ugh, did you throw him out the window? Uh, Laura likes to threaten to do that. That's not my, my, my threat is more to chop him up into bits, as I think we've established. Yes, indeed. Feed uh, him to wolves. <laughs> and does he find that amusing, or does he just complain that you're, abuse, you're, you're, you're abusing his poor little baby mind? Just complains that I exist. It was mm. so, and then at two o'clock he went, oh, actually, no, it's fine, I'll sleep now. And slept oh. through most of the night. I'll remind you that you both tried very hard to have him. Oh, well, do you know, during the, it was during the day, mm-hmm. I just adore him. Mm. Gremlins. But this morning, yes, exactly. I was thinking about that. You're not allowed to feed uh, the uh, gremlins after midnight, right? Whatever they're called before they're gremlins, I was thinking. Mogwai. I thought Mogwai was the name of one of them. They're, I think they are, aren't they the Mogwai? See, I can't remember. But anyway, you, mm. what, what? no one, after midnight, you're not allowed to feed them. Uh, when are you allowed to start again, then? Um, well, that's after midnight. Means Isn't the rest eternity. of time after yeah. midnight? Shall I? Shall I ask? Let's let's see if Siri will tell me. Shall I ask mm-hmm. Siri? Mm-hmm. Let's ask Siri what. Mm-hmm. No, I'll ask Siri what what the gremlins are called. What are the gremlins called? Let me check that. The answer is gremlins. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's <Yeah. laughs> thanks, Siri. <laughs> Ask, uh, let's ask Siri some other questions. Ask Siri, what is a cat? What is a cat? Okay, I found this. Uh, uh, Siri just brought up Wikipedia. I don't like Siri being a boy in this country. They have to, because otherwise it'll be considered sexist. That's why they did it to um, even it out. Otherwise, you've basically got a little lady slave in your pocket. But the lady, the Americans have a lady slave. Yes, exactly, which is why they can't have it globally... Uh, so they say, look, it's equally distributed, but actually people want lady slaves. They don't want their boy, as you said, because n- the natural state of a boy is to be in charge and ladies <laughs> are meant to take orders. So well, you're right. I don't remember saying that, but it does sound That's right. exactly what you said. You said those exact words. Was that off air just before we started recording? Yes, when you were going about... Uh, That's when I'm at my most the, misogynistic. Uh, you were going about them gays and those oh, yeah. chinks mm-hmm. and so on, yeah. Um, yeah, the chicks. <laughs> Ch- uh, chinks Come oh the on. chinks be Sorry. properly racist you know you don't like those lot I've, uh. we've been over this so many times you don't mind them they're just not I human don't know, yeah. not a single problem there, I, apart from obviously every single one of them who lives in San Francisco I don't have a single issue with any Chinese people I just no. recognise their extraterrestrial origins we've been over this so many times but hold it's on. the blind people I can't stand but hold on who amongst us is not of extraterrestrial origin ooh Mm. I'm going to see if Google can win. Okay, Google. They just ignored. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Mm. It only comes on when it hears something nothing like okay, Google. Yeah. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. No, completely useless as usual. Just press the button. 
I'll press the I'll press the mic button. Mm-hmm. What is a cat? Cat, a small domesticated carnivorous mammal with soft fur, a short snout, and retractile claws. It is widely kept as a pet or for catching mice, and many breeds have been developed. Okay. Google well, wins. Think... Do you know what's extraordinary? Um, well, not extraordinary, but notable is how. Apple have basically let Siri lie completely fallow. They haven't really done oh, really? anything interesting. Well, you heard the example there. It's nothing. Uh, Siri does barely nothing interesting, and Google Now is so much better in almost every way. Isn't that and, funny? Because when Google Now was brand new, it was atrocious. Yeah. Well, um, Siri is just. Uh, when they've ever done tests, uh, Google wins every time, and it's like Apple just don't care. Can you give Google Now instructions like you can give? Because you can ask Siri to make a note or a set an yes. alarm and stuff, can you? Can you do it? I've never tried it with Google well, Now. I'll try it. Say, say, say uh, remind me to tell Nick to shut up in two minutes. Remind me to tell Nick to shut up in two minutes. Yes. Okay, do you want to save this? Yes. yes. Saving reminder. That's Remind so me cool. to tell John to <laughs> shut up in two minutes. Here's your reminder. Shall I create it? Yes. Okay, I'll remind you. There you go. So we... <laughs> That's an interesting podcast. Um, I'm so glad we decided to record. Um, uh, what do you think about the election? Uh, in particular, what do you think about the Sturgeon lady? I think she's a very good politician i think she's very clever she's certainly better than the salmon i was chatting with uh your very good friend the right reverend Stuart campbell who gives me money yes he yes indeed Mm. um i give you money as well what on earth is going on (laughs) i just make all my friends pay to be my friends i give you thousands of pounds a month (laughs) i know and look what you get out of it yeah no goodness um so we were chatting about this and he was saying how he predicted uh, back in 2013 he said he he wrote a piece predicting that if the uh if the referendum should be lost then it will see a surge in SNP popularity yes but he didn't predict anything on this scale um mm-hmm. and what he said he also didn't predict was the brilliance of salmon stepping down taking the stain of loss with him and then mm. putting in Sturgeon, who was extremely well-liked amongst the party and has been, he said, training on the job for 10 years um, and is well-liked not only by uh, established SNP, but also by the, uh, the the female half who particularly didn't like Salmon because of his reputation as a bit of a blokey bloke. Well, not only a bit of a blokey bloke, he was also, um, he had, he treated some women pretty badly in the the affairs he had and so forth. I can't say much more than that, but I, I know somebody who has personal experience. And let's just say he's not a nice chappy wappy and say no more than that. My alarm didn't do much. Just went, it's just appeared as a notification at the top of the screen. Shut up, Nick. Yeah. It's a bit well, disappointing. Oh, well, okay. And, and Siri didn't bother doing anything because I, it didn't interpret my yes properly. <laughs> oh no, it says, tell John to shut up now. Shut up, John. There you go. That's it then. Okay. Have you shut up? Mm Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, yes. Yeah, so so it was a very clever move by the S&P, and and she is, as you say, a competent and canny person and mm. so and so Stu was talking about the double act now you've got salmon comes to is sent down to westminster to piss everyone off and then sturgeon comes down to charm all the lefties mm. 
And I think she's really put the cat among the Tory pigeons because they don't really know how to react to her. Because when they say, oh, be careful, she'll um, make the Labour Party be a bit more lefty, then a yeah. lot of people are saying, oh, really? Oh, um, gosh, that's terrible. Well, again, to, I'm just going to quote Stu uh, because he said lots of interesting things. Um, he, his prediction for the, Labour, for the next Labour Party, they've got two choices. One, if they team up with the SNP. Um, and it would probably be in, I can't remember the term for it, but with the loosest of all non-coalitions. Yes. Supply, um, supply and confidence. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not even that. The one that's next looser after that. So they wouldn't even support automatically support a budget. Well, they would just abstain then. Um, so uh, he was saying that um, they can either go toward the left, be forced to the left by SNP and have a left-wing Labour Party again, or they can... Um, betray the SNP. So every time, say, the SNP says, well, OK, we want to do this left-wing policy, Labour then are forced into a position where they either have to vote vote against a left-wing policy or allow themselves to be pulled to the left. Whichever they choose is going to have a result. One is they become a more left-wing party. The other is that um, the, <laughs> the, the unions will uh, relieve Labour and form a new left-wing party themselves. I don't think that will happen. I think you that's don't? wishful thinking. That, that bit's wishful thinking. The unions could have done this at any time before Blair and after, and they didn't. So, well, no. the thing is, it's uh, yes, they could have, but Blair was good for a few years. Plus, he was an extraordinarily good politician. That's what I'm saying. He was he was a good politician for a good long time. Mm-hmm. I what what I find interesting is how the Tories could actually use the SNP to get back in. And here's how. The obvious choice is that, as they've been making very clear, they will come into some sort of alliance, however loose, with Labour and allow the budget and the Queen's speech to be voted for. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, because that's the default and because that's obvious, um, there's less in it for the SNP than if Cameron came to Sturgeon and said, look, we are not your first choice. We're not even your last choice. We're not your choice. And because of that, we know we have to offer you something extraordinary. So in the Queen's speech, we are going to give you your wet dream of Devo Max, of uh, fiscal autonomy. We'll give you all the things that you want. And frankly, uh, Ed knows he doesn't really have to give you. And you don't. And here's the important thing. You promise not to go into any deals with me or to support me. You don't have to support me. All you have to do is, because after all, you're the Scottish National Party, and you don't want anything to do with UK politics, just don't vote in the Queen's speech. Abstain. That's all she'd have to do. And then the Tories, who will get the uh, largest uh, number of seats, mm-hmm. uh, will, will take their UKIP and Lib Dem rump, and they will then win the Queen's speech, at which point, um, remember, because of that little five-year Parliament stitch-up, it now takes two-thirds parliamentary majority to call another general election before the five years is up. Yes. So, that could happen if the offer is tempting enough. And technically, Sturgeon will not be breaking her promise because she won't be doing any... uh, active deal with the Tories, she'll just be effectively withdrawing UKIP sorry, UKIP, SNP, same <laughs> thing from from, <laughs> U, from, from from UK politics, which is frankly what they said they would be doing anyway eventually so what do you think? I think that's very interesting I don't if, I were a Tory, that was with the, if I were a Tory that would be my only hope at the moment I just I, I don't know whether 
the the problem is the logic's sound, but how much is based on what the electorate thinks, and and it would be seen as a betrayal by Tory voters, wouldn't it? But it doesn't matter in a sense because uh, yeah, to a degree, and 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 I think the problem would more be with David Cameron's lot pulling him to shreds than Sturgeon, because Sturgeon will say. What did you expect? I don't give a toss about the UK. This is the Scottish National Party and we've gotten the best deal for Scotland now. You rest of UK, go and do what the hell you want. We don't care about you. Um, whereas, of course, the Conservative Party will be crucified if they give away the farm. What I do find amusing is if AV had happened and if the concomitant um, boundary changes had happened, uh, the Tories would be a lot better off now. It's because mm. of their own obstinacy that they're in this conundrum. The Daily Mail's front page today is a spectacular. What is it? It begins with the pictures of Sam and, and uh, Len What's-His-Face and the, head, the line is, move over Alex, I own Labour, says Union Baron Red Len. Red Len. Red I always Len. find I always find it very persuasive when uh, Red is affixed yes. to somebody's name. That always, especially if uh, it rhymes, Red Ed. I mean, whew. yes, Red what was that? Um, I don't know. Oh, my phone's told me that it needs to upgrade something, and I've told it to shut up. Then the uh, the main headline, which is most of the front page, says after Mail urges him to speak out. I love that. <laughs> and the Express does this a lot too. The Express mm. will say, "We demand the sunrise tomorrow morning." Yes. So they say, after the express demands sunrise, sun appears in sky. They wouldn't say sun. That's true. Giant, Moon. But, giant plasma ba- orb. Yes, yeah, exactly. They're not going to give. Have you heard um, uh, Rupert Murdoch's getting worried? So he's telling everybody has to vote for Tories, otherwise the, his news corporation will be in trouble. That's true, because of all the non-DOM status stuff. Mm. Uh, so after Mail urges him to speak out, PM Stark warning, Miliband will bring back uncontrolled migration. Will he? That's what it's, it's just what it says. And then in this box, bottom right corner, and this is, I don't understand this at all, but it's spectacular. It says, it's the issue of our time. So why is immigration being totally ignored? Yeah, it's funny. I haven't Two heard questions. immigration mentioned for 20 years now. <laughs> I know. Number one, it is literally not an issue. And the, the bastards who wrote that know it. And number two, <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. It's well, literally all anyone's talking about, and it doesn't matter. Well, it matters in the sense that we need it, and mm. any attempts to curb it would be disastrous. And all the politicians know that. Yeah, and it's really interesting. They're like playing a game of chicken with each other. Who can pretend they're actually going to do this incredibly popular act of lim- of limiting immigration while actually knowing how disastrous it would be for the economy? But John, this little island is full. It's full. We're both It's full. I know. It's funny. I went to a meeting near Grantham the other day and we were driving to the meeting uh, from the station and just miles and miles and miles of completely empty countryside. And I thought, yeah, we're so terribly full. <laughs> it's just, well, though, that countryside is very important for the reason. Well, yes. I, I, I like to see um, fairly sterile fields. I wanted to find that story, that front page story on their website so I could see some of the comments. Mm. But of course, it doesn't actually exist on the website because no. the website is too busy reporting the big news. Show cleavage, don't flirt too much and above all, get served by a guy. What it really takes for a girl to get a free coffee at Pret. <laughs> Here's a thing, the Daily mm-hmm. Mail. Mm-hmm. I got a free coffee from the Soho Coffee Company b- booth at the swimming pool today. 
Did you have to show your cleavage? I didn't show any cleavage at all. All I did was accidentally leave my wallet on the counter. Mm-hmm. And when it was after it was, it was returned to me, when they figured out who it was, he'd, saw, he'd seen inside that mm-hmm. I'd got uh, cards for Starbucks, Costa and Coffee Number 1. And he went, well, you don't have one for Soho. So he gave me a Soho card with all the stamps put in. Why with all the stamps put in? And because what's the Soho? We've been over this. Coffee people are my people. <laughs> I just get like free coffee. That phrase. I yeah. just get free coffee. Victoria hates that phrase. I know. That's why I like saying it. Coffee people are my people. It doesn't make any sense. It's a ridiculous thing to say. What is Soho Coffee and why have I never heard thereof? How have you never heard of Soho? Is it another coffee chain? Is it? Not heard yes. of it. Very mm. overpriced. Any bad? It's okay. It's just- it tastes like pretty much like regular bland coffee. It's just coffee. Which is, They've got a yeah. picture of a, the same lady wearing some red trousers and a black top with glasses and a hair tied up. Mm. And then and a red X. And then the same lady with her hair all loose and her no glasses and a big booby dress on and a big green tick. Mm. Oh, talking about names today, Jessica's decided that Victoria is... She, she, knows, she calls me Nick and she mm-hmm. calls Granny Granny, etc., and she calls Judy Judy. Every blonde girl she sees is called Judy. Uh, yes. But Victoria is known as Magnet. <laughs> we don't know why. <laughs> Magnet. <laughs> so, yeah, it's children are strange little things. Yeah. So what how's... Do you know who Toby's best friend is? Who? Mirror Toby. <laughs> he loves Mirror Toby. Does he? You should have shown it to him the other night, showed him how Miratobi was screaming. Oh, I should have, shouldn't I? Miratobi, he flirts with Miratobi. Like, (laughs) full on, oh, hello. Uh, Laura's (laughs) decided that Miratobi is French and therefore lives an hour in the future. It's got very complicated their relationship. Oh, dear. So I constantly worry that I'm breaking his brain when he he sees Daddy holding Mm -hmm. a baby Mm -hmm. in the mirror... Mm-hmm. He seems, I would have thought he would be like, huh, why is daddy holding that baby mm-hmm. and not me? But mm-hmm. daddy's holding me here, but that daddy isn't. And then I would imagine his just his brain, his steam would start coming out his ears, but he just seems to love it. Well, fair enough. Uh, What's apparent- he processing? I want to know. Well, they do say that uh, if you want your baby's brain to grow and if you want their minds to expand, the way they do it is with surprise and with the unusual. Uh, repeating what's expected doesn't cause them much neuronic growth, but you do something a bit surprising, and that's what causes what you want to happen. So, you know, do do a little, do something a little bit surprising every day, and maybe he too will win the Nobel Prize. Maybe. Mm. I like to surprise him by throwing him around quite a lot. Does Laura mind? No. She well, she she worries more than I do. Yes, that's she's the like, law. oh, whiplash, oh, shaken baby syndrome. That's the law. The the lady worries and then the gentleman slightly overdoes it. That's right. Yeah. And he and adores it. Do you flip him upside down and hold yes. his legs? Yes. <laughs> I, I handed him to Laura by his legs and she was absolutely horrified. Do you do the same with Lucy? Yeah, um, no. Dexter I would have, but Lucy mm. is, is too unpleasant a cat. <laughs> she is quite an unpleasant cat, isn't mm. she? She's just, uh, un- just not much fun to be around. Anything to report? No. Yep. <laughs> Nothing at all. Although I've learned recently that frogs can scream. Oh, God. That's what I've learned recently. They scream like this. Where, when what in particular is happening to them? When they're being played with? When they're being played with the, on the kitchen floor. Right. Did having you been re- giant frogs. Giant frogs the size of Lucy's head having been dragged mm. through two cat flaps. Did completely you unharmed. 
Uh-huh. And then they just they start screaming at that point. Did you rescue it? Yes, I rescued not it. I rescued them. And what did Lucy do when you did this? She's mostly uh, lost interest once they're out of her sight. Whereas Dexter, once he brought something in and then you took it out, he would spend the rest of the week looking for it. Like there was a mouse went under a, a little rolly chest of drawers, an IKEA on wheels little mm. chest of drawers in my room once, and he spent the best part of six months absolutely convinced that there was a mouse under that chest of drawers. Of course there was, yes. And if he could only shrink small enough to get under there, he'd get it. You see, uh, usually object permanence is considered a sign of intelligence, but I think at some point it rolls over and becomes idiocy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking uh, at the comments. So, so the Daily Mail has decided <laughs> that Ed Miller... When Ed Miliband said that the refugee situation is... is a pro, is a, The Libya intervention is, is, has a cause... For it, uh, the Daily Mail has reported that furious row erupts. A shameful Miliband claims Mediterranean refugee deaths are a de- direct result of Cameron's Libya intervention. Mm. I was having a look at some of the comments. One of them says, no, Ed, it's a result of ISIS wanting to take over Britain through the bra- back door. Through the back passage, more Would like. Would you let an unknown entity into your house? Let him bunk up with your kids? Four question marks. Well, Britain is our home and our children will not pay the price of your stupidity. UKIP will find a fair way of dealing with this without risking British lives. Well, we uh, hold on. We know the way that UKIP would deal with this, but we're not allowed to discuss the topic of the show. That's the rule. It's true. But I also like the, uh, the people escaping from ISIS are ISIS trying to get into the country. Yes, that's an amusing uh, way of looking at it. Uh, let, 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 let's cut to the chase. This time next year, will David Cameron be our Prime Minister? No, I've decided... Mm-hmm. If I were given a fantasy choice, like, mm-hmm. if I could pick my... I, you know, it was obviously... Elections don't work the way they used to. You don't pick a party. You pick which two parties you want to be in charge. Yes. Um, I would genuinely pick... Um, uh, Labour and the SNP at this point. Yes. Uh, those, that would be my ideal choice. That's a realistic outcome. <laughs> it's so weird. A realistic outcome is something I would like to see happen. I'm actually going to believe that's possible. Well, it's the most likely outcome. Do you think, do you not think a Tory and then they'll get like a bit of Ireland and a bit of Wales and... Well, what they've actually... It's very interesting and, and there have been quite a few articles about this in, frankly, in... in magazines like the spectator and also in in normal newspapers and so on saying watch out and indeed it's happening the tories are going to start pretending that the british constitution is something that it isn't and that is they'll say because this one party got more votes than any other party somehow that puts them in the position to have the right to form the next government uh of course that's nonsense the way the UK, the British Constitution works is those who can hold a, who, who can get their vote through in the Houses of Parliament, mm. in the House of Commons, can form the government. So, but it's interesting, they're going is to try not, and no, twist on, this. Is it not true that you can form, a, you can form a minority government, but you'll be a lame duck government that will be defeated in every decision you ever try to make? Well, anybody can try to form a government, but they will have to have a majority supporting them. They right. can't just. You I know, thought you uh, could be a minority government, but you're just completely useless. Well, if your if your queen if if the queen's speech is voted against, effectively that means you have to hold another general election. Right. Although being the British Constitution, which isn't written down, they do, do just make it up as they go along. <laughs> yes, it's true. The Magna Carta, Nick. 
The Magna Carta, yes. If you would like big... to say, uh, that's probably all you have to say at this point. You don't actually have to read it. Just have to no. say the Magna Carta, Nick. The the big chart, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Have you heard of this this lady who started or or the, her team started this uh, iPhone uh, iPad app called uh, the Whole Pantry? Nope. And she pretended to have brain cancer and that she was using vegan and similar foods to cure her brain cancer and Gershon uh-huh. therapy. Uh, and apparently she won Woman of the Year at some award in Australia and Apple were going to include her app on the I think you I mean was- Sheila of the Year. Yeah. Uh, and her name is Bell. <laughs> her name is Bell Gibson. Is it? I, it means anybody who rhymes with L Gibson and comes from <laughs> Australia is going to be trouble. And... And in fact, she made it all up. She didn't actually have brain cancer at all. It was just a lie um, in order to make money. And she's saying, I'm only human, was, yes, that's true. was, was her response. Of course, people are... Uh, and she had a huge following in, um, uh, you know, Instagram photos of all her foods that she's making to help her with her cancer and uh-huh. uh, all the charities she was supporting and the money that was coming in with her app. And she published Penguin uh, and somebody else published a cookbook, which is about to, was about to come up in the UK. And it's just emerged in the last few days. No, she is a complete wow. psychotic, psychotic liar. It's worth looking up the story because what's interesting is um, reading how inspired people were in these women's magazines mm-hmm. and so on by her. And you think, just do a Google, uh, do some sort of basic research to find out whether you can back up her claims. Uh, but of course, it's rude to question the verisimilitude of any victim. Yes. Um, now, what I what I very much enjoyed was there was a uh, there is a, the, uh, there was also a big fuss. I don't know if you know about in the Rolling Stones, Rolling sorry, the Rolling Stone magazine did a a, a big expose of this massive rape scandal on a campus in America. Yes, and this woman, uh, it turned out she was a damn liar as well in the end. Um, and they had but to the run reason a very a very the, conciliatory apology. Yeah, the reason it didn't uh, the reason it didn't happen was there was whole th- there was this whole thing where they said no if you're a uh, if you're a victim begging the question then you deserve to be believed and what was quite funny is somebody said I don't care what's happened here they tweeted this woman tweeted and said I don't care what's happened here if you are a victim then you must be believed right of course uh, and, uh, and I don't remember what this this woman who tweeted was called but let's call her Jane Doe and okay. then somebody tweeted Jane Doe raped me. <laughs> which, which I thought was a good, it's brilliant, a good response. You don't need to do anything more there, but it, it does show you that when we try to break out of due process, this is the sort of nonsense that happens. It's it's very discomforting, and I hope that people become a little bit more savvy again and realise that no, the very fact that these things are so potent means that's precisely why we have to be very careful um, because psychopaths know exactly what to exploit and especially this woman who imagine pretending to have cancer or there was a um, so you can sell an app there was a a a a christian man who um pretended to have cancer to the point where he ended up with oxygen tanks and tubes up his nose apparently um and he wrote uh this inspiring worship song um based Mm -hmm. on it and then he was found to be uh lying and again he wasn't lying because he was well, is it lying or was it Munchausen syndrome? He was, he was very disturbed. 
Well, was it disturbed or was it Munchausen syndrome? Did he actually believe he had cancer? No, I believe not. I believe, no, I don't believe it was Munchausen's. I believe it was a lie that got, he told for a reason that got way, way out of hand and then started becoming the only thing that the lie defined his entire life. Oh Um, my goodness. So the interesting thing, the song that he wrote about Mm -hmm. it is a good song and it's inspired lots of people. But now no, no charismatic churches will sing it now because it was by the lying cancer man. And yet they're like the songs, the song's worth was intrinsic in the author. Well, um, do remember that uh, Martin Luther, after the Jews stopped listening to him, did say we should burn down all the synagogues and kill them all. And yet that hasn't stopped Lutheranism. Uh, Lutheranism. So um, <laughs> I, I, it's not like, oh, we better... we better. Da- David wrote quite a few songs and Samuel wrote quite a few proverbs and neither of those was for them. Neither of they were perfect. No, exactly. So I, I, it does seem odd. And, and of course, there's Wagner and all the rest of them. Not to mention Gary Glitter. I mean, we still love uh, his songs. <laughs> and Rolf Harris. Can you see what it is yet? Look, I still said it. You see, and you can... I, I can't get through a day without listening to Two Little Boys. Now then, now then, now then. <laughs> I really... I've, we've probably talked about it before, but the, the, the panic... like The BBC has issued uh, the, the, bl- the blood of their firstborn to apologise after Jimmy Savile's face appeared for three hundredths of a second on a compilation show about the 1970s on Top of the Pops. It's like Jimmy Savile has become some sort of Stephen King character and as soon as he <laughs> appears on a frame on the screen, everything... Everyone is just seeps through, yes. It's oh. just so ridiculous. He still existed. He still happened. He was still presented top of the box in the 70s. We can't... You can't do that. That's not how history works. No, and I think we just need to grow up a little. The BBC yeah. has issued a sincere apology after uh, they accidentally broadcast the image of Adolf Hitler during a documentary about the Second World War. Adolf Hitler has, of course, since been found to be responsible for the death of six million Jews. Yes, according to uh, certain contested right-wing historians. Yeah, um... I, I, it would like, be... It's okay for bad people to still have existed in the past. And to see them do what they did, yes. Yes, I mean, it's, it's kind of... fine. No one is harmed by... Well, everyone's harmed by seeing Jimmy Savile because he's a creepy, creepy, creep, creep, but... It's still, he still did top of, top of the box and Jim will fix it. They still happened. Do you know what's gone very quiet? All the stuff about Bill Cosby. No, I mean, it, there was something like 30 women came out and then nothing happened. Well, I imagine that's now it's all in the courts and no one's allowed to report on it while it's all being juggled. But is, it, is it in the courts? I don't know if any... I thought that they just got away with it. They did a, a couple of weeks ago, there was um, a Comedy Central roast of Justin Bieber. Hmm. <laughs> And on the panel was the guy who's, I can't remember his name, the guy who's taken over for Steve, on Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's apparently the comedian who outed Cosby in his act. Right. Became famous for doing that. And there were so many revolting Cosby jokes during that, that roast. So it's clearly, in America, it's still a thing. It's still a part of the zeitgeist. I'm glad to hear that. Not okay, nearly so you... as bad. One of the guys is, the, one of the, is a 19-year-old. No, he's a 21. I think he's a 21-year-old who's on SNL. And mm-hmm. um, his dad died in one of the two towers in, nine, in, in, in 2001. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually said, uh, he made jokes about it, and then, which felt weird. Mm-hmm. But then um, one of the, the Snoop Dogg was also on the panel. And one, one of the other comedians said that uh, the only person who's inhaled more smoke than Snoop Dogg was that guy's dad. Right. So, 
wow, wow. I gasped out loud and put my hands over my face. It was so, it's like, they, they really they don't have any barriers on those roasts. It's extraordinary. And no, I love that it... that exists at the same time as all this, you know, trigger warning. Well, yes, well, well, that that is very interesting in as much as uh, the rest of America, never mind trigger warning, I mean, we're talking about the right as well, There's, they're so po-faced and worried about offence and all that yeah. kind of thing, and it, it's like their little outlet that they've got, where anything goes, it's <laughs> like the little carnival, and... It's, it's a pity I didn't see that because I, it, it, I'm quite amused to see those things. Although, of course, I, I kind of don't think Mr. Bieber deserves a roast. But well, it was his 21st birthday and it was his birthday wish that it happened. He looked absolutely daunted through most of it. Um, well, and then at the end of his... And he was brutalised, obviously, as you would expect. <clears> at <throat> the mm-hmm. end, he gave a speech in which he said this incredibly heartfelt apology for what a massive douchebag he's been. He said, <laughs> right. I've... Just, I'm just an awful person and I've been awful for a really long time and I'm asking for you guys to give me space to have to be forgiven and to start sorting my life out. It was not what you expect to hear at a roast. It was really odd and sincere. Well, maybe he did kind of realise that, oh my God, I really am. <laughs> I think it was pre-prepared, but at the same time, yeah. I think, you know, he was, some of the people were getting up and do, they were roasting him and then looking at him and saying, kid, you can pull it, you can turn it. They were like older comedians saying to him, dude, you can turn this around. You don't have to live this way. Yes. It was really odd. It was like they cared about him in a really strange way. Well, of course, that's quite nice. It's a very, it's a very, it's the best roast in ages. Although I don't know, last Fe- James Franco's from 2013 was pretty amazing too. I didn't see that one. Well, I'll, no. I'll, you can, I'll lend them to you. Will you lend them to me yes. on a VHS cassette? Tape? I will. I'll tape to tape record one from, to the other. Oh, but the quality won't be that good then. And Jack yeah. will be livid. Ugh. Also, when you put it in your VHS player, green demons will climb out. <laughs> right. That's what I imagine. Well, for 14 years, at which point everything goes. Like Nick, I can no lo- that's true. I can, Nick, I can no longer get my hair cut. Why not? I don't know. How, how, where, how do you get your hair cut? What happens? What's the process? Actually, I, I go into the... Well, Victoria forces me to for a start because mm-hmm. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And then forces me to make to to go to there's usually the one relatively close by and i go in there and then they say hi oh, yeah, you're here and you wash there oh yes please and you want to come here well yes please oh how you said what a holiday and a nice day yeah. <laughs> oh, so what do you want to happen over there do you want to cut a bit of the side okay i did a little shard sideburns so, yes immigrants yeah thanks <laughs> that that's what happens yeah. isn't it Yes, so when I lived in Bath, I found a hairdresser's where I was comfortable, except when we talked about the giant, the extraordinarily fat haircutter, haven't we? Who would, his, yeah. when I got my haircut, his, his sort of amorphous belly to groin region would press deeply Ooh. against my arm. <laughs> that's an interesting fetish, that's probably why he started the job. Oh, that's the way I'm going to get some arm action. <laughs> um, but that, when, as I would always hope I didn't get him, but that kind of felt okay but i don't like going to get my hair cut because i'm always scared i think okay like i have a grand rule i heard this idea the other day i think it's a very good rule when you get to a clothes shop there should be a the law that there be a small discreet sign in the window that says yes there is a men's section or no there is not a men's section yeah because i don't know i was not born with the knowledge of whether h&m sells clothes for men i have no idea whether h&m has clothes for men i don't know Mm. Yeah. Dorothy Perkins, I would assume, doesn't because it's got a lady's name. Yeah, Dorothy. I don't know. 
I know that Marks and Spencers and Debenhams have men's sections, so those are the only two places I will ever consider going to get clothes. Rather than the humiliation of not knowing whether this River Island has a men's section or whether I should go to River Island Men that's hidden 400 miles away in a back alley. George of Asda. George is... I like... Anyway... But so every you like you like slave clothes. I do. The, the stitching is so detailed with his tiny, tiny fingers. Ah. Uh. Um, anyway, uh, yes. So I want this sign, a little sign in the window. Yes, there is a men's section, so I don't feel like a massive idiot for having gone in and it just being bras everywhere, nothing but bras. Hmm. Um, and at the same time, I also want that from hairdressers. I want a sign in the window that says, "Yes, it's it's okay for boys to come into this one." Because mm-hmm. I don't, you can't quite tell. And there's one on the the high street in the town I live in, which is obviously for boys, but obviously not for me. It's shiny and silver, and it's full of I see. awful people. You know, for cool people. It's for the gays. The gays, yes. Not the. I'm not talking about the gays yeah. at all. I'm talking about the the lads. Yeah, why, why? It's for them. It's not for me. Uh, right, it's not for you. No. Then, well, maybe they, if, you, if, if, they, if they don't have scissors, they've only got shearing uh, prongs, then you know it's not for you. That's right. Or, and, yes, exactly. Mm. And, uh, and I should, I don't, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm completely thrown by your, the concept that there is a hairdresser I could go to that isn't, for gay, isn't full of gay people. Well, uh, there is, and there but it's isn't. not called a hairdresser. Yeah, it's called, it's called a gentleman's barber run <laughs> by some uh, stubby... Italian. Italian, when we do have one of those relatively close to us, but Victoria won't let me go there because she says the haircut is too severe. And the mafia. Uh, yeah. No, we, we've got those still. And it's, it's, fa- always got, it's always got golf on the telly in, in, the, in the... Yeah. <laughs> There's a, but there is... A, there was a, on the same street, there was a teeny tiny little red hairdresser's. Yeah. And I went in there one time going, I don't know if this is boys or girls, but I need to be able to see... So I went in and it was empty and there was just a guy, young guy there and he went, haircut, all right then. And then he gave me a haircut and I liked it. And that was it. I was okay. I'd found a hairdresser where I don't need to book. I can just walk in and the guy is friendly and isn't intimidating and I'm okay. I can. Cut. I, I went to get my haircut the other day and it's closed. It's gone. It's too late. It's gone. It's too late. Oh, so you... That's it. Well, right, well, well, there's no law that says you have to have your haircut. This is true. I mean, especially since you spent most of your time at home sitting in your pants typing about games. What, you know, what I, exactly do you I need get, to have your hair cut for? I, I don't like, I can't stand sitting around in my pants. I get dressed straight away. Excuse me, that's not what you used to say. You used to I, say, oh, I my, sit at home in my pants and I don't have to get dressed. You, you, was a, you were reveling in it. It's metaphorical. Hmm. It's the kind of job where you can sit at home in your pants. I don't like to sit at home in my pants. I feel, I feel sweaty and dirty. But you, anyway, can sit at home and you, you can sit at home in your hair. Why do you need your hair? Why don't you just grow it long and stringy? Because Laura says to me, you need a haircut. What happens if you don't? What would happen if you just left your hair for a year? What would you see? I'd look like an idiot. But have you ever, what's the longest you've ever grown it in um, your adult phase? Uh, oh, as an adult now. I think right now is the longest it's ever grown. So why don't you just leave it for six months and see what happens? Because <laughs> it would look really silly. It would be amusing. Yeah, that's true. It, 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 what if I said do it for charity? <laughs> Not grow your to get hair, a hair for charity. For charity. I, might grow, I might grow my fingernails for charity. If you grow your hair and your fingernails and you spend and most of your time at home with a baby, then I think we know which charity we're talking about, don't we? <laughs> here's, yeah. And here's another thing about why it's such a tragedy that that hairdresser is closed. Yes. The guy who uh, cut, cuts my hair there, cut, cutted, mm-hmm. cut yes. my hair there, 
Yes. Uh, not the brightest bunny in no. the in the in the hutch, but very did he nice. Talk chap. About, did he talk about the immigrants? He doesn't talk about the immigrants. He talks. He's very nice, really nice guy. And he talks mm-hmm. about his his fiance and their upcoming wedding. Okay. Um, quite a lot, and he asks about my. I'm like, you know, with Laura's pregnant when I found it, I think. And no, no, it was before mm. anyway. So he's like in three monthly installments, learned elements of my life. And he's just genuinely quite a nice guy. He was taught last time I was there, he was talking to me about Interstellar. He wanted to know if I'd seen Interstellar. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I had not. Right. And so he said, I'll tell you about Interstellar, he said. And he gave me the most extraordinary synopsis of Interstellar that having now seen the film. For no, nothing in common. And It'd be as if Judy told you about Insta. It would be very much as if Judy did, because especially as it contained the line, "What do you call a circle?" <laughs> <laughs> a question that I will admit stumped me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I wish I'd recorded it. I wish I could remember it verbatim. But all I can remember from this, because he hated it. He hated Interstellar. Of course he did. Um, and he hated it for all the wrong reasons, interestingly, now having seen it. Yes. You should hate Interstellar for the last 15 minutes, which are the most mawkish, appalling tribe ever. I think everybody quite agreed an interesting to that. and pleasantly meandering film. I think everybody's agreed to that from now. Good. That's good. As far as I know. Talking of everybody agreeing, we need to wrap up. Uh, for whom should our listener vote? Um, for the Labour Party, obviously. So for the Labour Party. else who can. Yeah, what just vote for the- them. What if they live in a seat, in a seat like Bath, for instance, where they Labour put up a glove puppet, because a glove puppet going, everyone will have free gold bullion for tea, because no one's vote. ever going to vote for Labour. Well, I don't care. You can't vote for the Lib Dems, obviously. Not anymore. So, so what do you do? Vote for your local joke candidate. I don't know. For somebody, <laughs> somebody who will enjoy having the votes. Say, oh, you know, I did get uh, five hundred votes. Wow, that's very nice. And you'll be making somebody's day. I'm going to look up who, how do you look up who's going to be Bath general election? Well, not just, is that your name of your constituency? Uh, it's Bath and, uh, Bath and North East Somerset Council. Somerset. Uh, UK parliamentary elections, parliamentary general election 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, statements of persons nominated. Oh, this is not a helpful website. I just want a no. list of candidates. Bath Parliamentary Constituency. I th- okay, I think I've got it. Now, mm-hmm. this is the youngest election of all time in Bath. The, man for, the man for the Liberal Democrats is a guy called Steve Bradley. Mm-hmm. He's the new um, Don Foster. Don Foster, yeah. And he is a young man. He's... He, he's, he's a he's Toby's head. age he's, no no that's the Labour guy mm-hmm. because I just want to find the Labour guy so you've got Steve Bradley you've got Julian Richard Deverell for the UK, mm. UK Independence Party so Blanche Deverell is standing for UKIP um, Ben Howlett for the Conservatives who is mm-hmm. a terrifying creature and probably Ooh. going to win I thought you said it was Reese Mogg no, that's my region. Ben Howlett, who looks about fourteen, mm-hmm. um, is the tele- is the conservative guy. Really, I'm, I'm going to I'll send you a link because you won't believe how long, young he looks. Are you ready? Have a look at Ben yeah. Howlett. Everyone, Google Ben Howlett. Ben, ben. for Bath. Let's have a look. B E N number four Bath. Oh goodness, he's no good though. I know he's near little Tory boy. 
Stop bath stalling. What does that mean? I don't know. Hmm. I don't. Well, that's the Wikipedia. That's not the right one. I'm trying to find how old he was. And the, but the Labour guy is the one we're interested in. Um, Ollie Middleton. Mm-hmm. Um, so last time they put up a, a primary school teacher, I think. Uh-huh. This time, that's literally a teenager, a nineteen-year-old. Really? Yes. Uh, so they're not even bothered. I mean, they could have. Ju- you, frankly, they could have just taken Lucy, and Lucy could have. Stood <laughs> exactly. There. What's the point? Labour in Bath has isn't, isn't going to get a fraction of, 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 a, of a percentage. Um, no. And so this is a guy who is studying politics at university. Uh-huh. Well, he's still going to be studying now. That's fun. Exactly. Yeah. And I just think it's really interesting. That they, just, they just don't care. So they thought, oh, well, let's put up a 19-year-old, see what he, how he can do. Versus uh-huh. Ben Howlett, who really doesn't look much older. No. Oh, well. I wish them both the best of luck. Who's going to win the Tory, will I assume? Well, I think it's, it's generally a safe Lib Dem seat. Although, for, again, this is how bad things have gone for the Lib Dems. Even Bath is in contention. Mm-hmm. Um, Bristol. So I'm north because I'm north of Bath toward Bristol. I get it gets much more Labour-y around me. So Labour has a better chance. Although Mog is pulling ahead according to the polls. So yeah, no, he'll win. I'm sure he will because he will. he's a cartoon monster whom everybody loves. He's a character. He is a kooky, hateful, misogynist not misogynist, um, a homophobic character. He loves the ladies, but he's as, as we established last time. He is bravely voted against homosexual marriage. <laughs> he did bravely. He bravely voted against it. <laughs> Back against the walls, lads. <laughs> mm. Oh, he's revolting. But Shall we say king. goodbye? Yeah, I think we probably should. We started just meandering. So everyone has to vote Labour unless they're in a, a, a non-seat and then they have to vote for someone silly. So in Bath, that means you have to vote for... There are no silly candidates standing, it seems. The NHS party or something like that. What? There's only things listed in this PDF. Lib Dems, oh, UKIP, wrong. Conservative. Oh, English Democrats. You have to vote for Jenny Knight and the English Democrats if you live in Bath. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> so you have the silly, wacky party. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> bye-bye. Oh, bye then. Bye.